I fell asleep and they could not get a hold of me. They couldn't, they came to my apartment and they couldn't get me to answer the door to the point they called the fire department and knocked the door down. Oh, wow. And they were just scared because they thought I was going to die. I suffered from an eating disorder, um, anorexia. I think I got to the point where I said, I can't do this anymore. I talked to my parents and, you know, we found um, a psychologist in Houston where I was living at the time who specialized in eating disorders. And then I ended up telling them I needed to go to um, a rehab facility. You know, you can get help. And luckily in LA, we are in a town full with great doctors, rehabs, etc. Having been raw and going through the experience I have had to deal with has made me become a real person and made me, I mean, become authentic. Welcome to Be Raw Talk. I'm your host, Sherry Zarnigan, and founder of Be Raw, where our mission is to inspire others to live an empowered life by sharing stories of survival and perseverance. Today in our West Hollywood studios, we have Meg McGuire. Hi. Hi, thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Of course. So Meg, you are editor-in-chief at Angelino Magazine. Yes, which is a super fun job. Yes, and you're amazing. And you're here today because we want to talk to you about B-Raw. Okay. At B-Raw, our philosophy is that everyone goes through some challenge that really strips them to the core and makes them raw. Um, in turn, it also makes them raw, and it makes them resilient, authentic, and willing. And we want to know what's that one circumstance, the one challenge, although we have many in our lives, but that one that really made you raw. Um, I would say I suffered from an eating disorder, um, anorexia, and then I also overexercised to the point I'd exercise six hours a day um, wow. and not eat very much. And so this was when I was maybe 23 or 24. I'm 30 now and um, got, I'm 5'10", so I'm quite tall, got down to 99 pounds. Wow. And um, so that that's definitely my raw moment, but it's, it's not, it wasn't one moment, one single moment. It's something that I have to deal with to this very day. So. I was going to say, that seems like it's more something that you do have to be aware of all the time. Yeah. So as you were going through probably the worst of it, because mm -hmm. you look amazing now <laughs> and you look healthy, of course, um, what helped you get through it? What was that that helped you not bury yourself? That make you stronger? I think I got to the point where I said, I can't do this anymore. It was getting to a little bit of life and death. I um, remember a moment where my parents couldn't get a hold of me on the phone. I had called them and I fell asleep and they could not get a hold of me. They couldn't, they came to my apartment and they couldn't get me to answer the door to the point they called the fire department and knocked the door down. Oh, wow. And they were just scared because they thought I was going to die at any moment. So I think that was definitely eye-opening. But as I said, I couldn't handle it anymore. It was to the point I didn't have a life. This was my life. And I decided that I was needed to be able to not have to work out six hours a day. I needed to be able to eat normally, function normally, have a real life. And it just got too overwhelming. I, I couldn't take it anymore, basically. And were you, did you get, reach out to anyone for um, help? Yeah. At first, I, before I got to this point, I went to um, a psychologist who's an eating disorder specialist. At that point, I didn't want the help. So it wasn't, it was going in one ear, out the other, and I stopped going to her. And then after I hit this point, I tried to get healthy on my own, which I did a fairly good job at. 
And then after that, I still was just dealing with the same mental issues and everything. And so I talked to my parents and, you know, we found um, a psychologist in Houston where I was living at the time who specialized in eating disorders. And then I ended up telling them I needed to go to um, a rehab facility. So I, that's kind of the process. Well, it's amazing because, you know, people look at eating disorders often as just an issue of vanity. They don't understand how severe it can be and really that it is a mind and body kind of dilemma that you have to overcome. And like any other challenge that we're faced with, you really put time into recovering and becoming stronger from it. Because I see you now and you're, you know, an amazingly strong woman with an amazing career. Um, It's because you worked through it. You didn't just let it fester. Yeah, and I think the whole mental thing is the biggest point of eating disorders and something that people don't really grasp. Um, You know, there are plenty of different uh, uh, things that fall into this category that I would say people categorize this with addictions. And, you know, of course, everyone has their issues with, you know, okay, I'm going to decide not to have a drink today. I can't decide not to eat today. I have to eat to live. And so I think that's where the mental issues continue to this very day. I see a a amazing doctor once a week Mm. to go over this stuff because the mental stuff just every day is pounding in your head. Like you shouldn't have eaten that. Or did I gain weight? Or if I gained 0.2 pounds and I don't weigh myself, he does, but then why I didn't overeat. So it's just, it's a constant battle that, um, I hope to overcome. I definitely have overcome the majority of things. I think the mental portion is the hardest. And It is. And you're in a tough town. You know, we're here in West Hollywood, L.A. You're working with the magazine and everything. You know, I have a 16-year-old daughter, and I see what she sees. And you're an adult. But even these kids, you know, they see perfection all around them of what's perceived to be for perfection because there's no such thing as perfect. So right. it's hard, and it is a daily struggle. What would you tell a teen, the teenage girls that are obviously, you know, they're still developing mentally and they are challenged with the same things that you're challenged with. What would you tell them to not go down that path? You know, because there's a lot of them that I see that are right on the brink or just got into it. What would your I would say be? if you're on the brink, it's a hundred thousand percent not worth it. What goes down must come up eventually. Um, if you get to the severe weight you know, like a hundred pounds, 99 pounds. Of course, it all depends on how tall you are, right. but it's not worth it because what you are going to do to your mind is going to affect you for the rest of your life. And also, I mean, you could die. It's not, it's just and that's not important. worth it. I think I, I can't stress that enough because I see it with my daughter's friends who they don't realize that death is an option yeah. in that game that you're playing, you know, with yourself. So I think it's so important to hear from you that you were on the brink of death. Definitely. And I would also say for those who are in the, the midst of it and, you know, you can get help. And luckily in L.A., we are in a town full with great doctors, rehabs, et cetera. But I definitely think you can get help if you want the help. Like, that's the key. I When I was at rehab, there were many people that did not want the help. And it takes a lot of work, a lot of reading, a lot of believing in yourself, a lot of trusting the process. And you can trust the process. And I would say if I was, you know, 100% in an awful place, I'd say I'm 90% at a great place now. Yes, that's awesome. So I have to ask you, 
When you hear the word raw, what's the one word from that acronym that speaks the most true to Meg? Hmm, that's a toughie. <laughs> I would say real, because being having been raw and going through the experience I have had to deal with has made me become a real person and made me, I mean, become authentic. And you know, I mean, it's you've kind of put that out there for me, but it's true. It's made me be a real person and not be embarrassed for who I am and what I've gone through. And that's exactly it. We want people to embrace their insecurities and their vulnerabilities and own them because it feels so much better when you do. So Meg, you're officially part of the B-Raw family. Amazing. And we wanted to give you a B-Raw hat. Thank you, I love it. For you to have and wear proudly. Amazing, I'm sure I'll wear it at Soul Cycle. I'm, sure, I'm sure I'll see it. you there wearing it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much.